Does God test me? Is he testing me? It sure feels like it. Why would he put me through this? Why? What if I fail? Y'all, all the thoughts, all the fears, all the questions, you will be tested in life. It's a given. And today I'm giving you the truth and breaking down to you four reasons why that test is right in front of your face right now. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, you saw the title, you know what's coming. This is actually something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. It's something I speak to the women I mentor about all the time. It's something God helped me through as I fought, as I didn't understand, as I, oh, I probably talked back if I'm really honest about some of the seasons. And even still, he is still God. Let me just sit on that for a second. I actually started to prepare a different episode, which I'm sure will come out later, but let's just sit on this. He is God. And when I call him God, what am I actually saying? Like, I think sometimes we even diminish who he is because we just say God. But there's so much that comes with that name. Like, he is God, which means he is sovereign, he is mighty, he is healer, he is peace, he is love, he is kindness. Seriously, it's going to be its own episode, but I just have to say it because I need to recognize for myself, when I say he's still God, I need to know what I'm saying. I need to know the power in that phrase is because of the power of who he is, not the power he has, but the power he is. Ooh, okay, y'all stay tuned. That episode is coming. Today, though, let's dive into this concept of being tested. It's something we talk about a lot, right? Be honest. Have you said one of these statements? Like, maybe even in your mind, under your breath, yelling out loud in your car, on the phone with a girlfriend? The Lord's just testing me right now. Man, Satan be testing me. I just gotta pass this test. I'm so sick of this test. Does any of that sound familiar? (laughs) Now, it may not sound familiar to you in this season, but what about last year? What about 2020? What about when you were younger? What about when that job laid you off? What about when that relationship ended? What about when you didn't know how you were going to pay for school, for rent, for all the things? I don't want us to sugarcoat these statements. I don't want us to like forget those feelings because that's how we're actually going to be honest about them. And that's how I've had to be honest and get to the bottom of what these tests really are and how I really feel about them. Because the truth is, there are tests in life. You can blame or credit whomever you choose, but there are tests. Okay, fun acronym coming at you today. We're going to spell the word test with these points to keep up. So T-E-S-T. Remember that so you can remember and recognize these in your life too. I'm going to break down four reasons for tests in our lives. Are there more? I am sure there are. (laughs) This is just how the Lord broke it down for me and is having me share today. So check it out. The first, the first reason for the test, the test is to tempt, tempt you. Now I'm going to follow that up with a real quick question. Does the Lord tempt you? I don't believe he does. Now, I can give you proof and evidence of who does, though. Let's go straight to the Bible, James chapter 1. I mean, we could read this entire chapter, and honestly, I'm going to encourage you to do that. But right now, let's just head to verse 13. It says this, And remember, 
When you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Ooh, it keeps going. Remember this, though. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. So, if this test is to tempt you, there are two places this tempting test is coming from, Satan or yourself. He said it right there. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. And how do we fight that? With the truth, with God's word, with knowing his truth and speaking his truth into our situations every single day. You know, I have this free prayer guide available for you. It's called the Get Unstuck Guide, and it's so perfect for this situation right here. You see, the Bible is clear about our thoughts. This might be a verse or a saying you know well. Take every thought captive. Okay, great. (laughs) Being tested, feeling tempted. Just take that thought captive. Just grab it and throw it in jail in the back of your mind so it can't come out. That temptation, that test, it's gone. Oh, really? (laughs) Have you ever been in a jail? Have you ever watched a documentary, a movie, a show? Have you ever seen what jail is really like? What happens when someone is put in jail, taken captive for the sake of this statement? What happens? They just stop talking? They're silenced? They never bother you or anyone again? See how taking every thought captive begins to sound a little ridiculous, a little unfinished? Well, that's because it is. Oh, y'all, if you listen to me for any amount of time beyond just these five minutes today, you will know I'm big on context, on understanding God's word, on reading before and after, and not about just pulling out a quick phrase. Let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 to you. Here's the New Living Translation of the Bible. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. It's the and teach them to obey Christ part we cannot leave out. The King James Version of the Bible finishes that statement like this. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. See, if all you do is take the thought captive, if all you do is recognize the test as temptation but leave it there, it won't stop. It will keep talking. It will keep testing. It will keep pushing and poking and wear you down. The key, though, The plan for victory is in the teach them to obey Christ, in the to the obedience of Christ. See, when you make that thought be obedient to Christ, the word of God, it has to lay down. Putting that thought behind bars is not enough. You need to put it in a headlock and continuously speak God's truth over it until it taps out. And that right there is what the Get Unstuck Guy gives you. Powerful prayers to defeat your negative thoughts with the truth of God's word. I give you five of the top lies the enemy is throwing in your face. And then I give you the truth, the exact scripture you can speak over that lie. I lay out a powerful prayer for you to repeat over and over and over until the enemy taps out. If you'd like that free resource, head to kaylapraise.com forward slash get unstuck or just hit the show notes for this episode and the link is in there. So the first reason you're feeling this test is to T, tempt you. Number two, this is the E. The test is to elevate. So to be clear, does God test us? He does. And he does it just as he does everything with a purpose. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 3 says, Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. So yes, he tests us. He does not test us to tempt us. He tests us to elevate us. That's one of the reasons. When the Bible speaks of God testing, 
It uses the word that means to put to the test, to prove, to examine, to approve. That's the purpose. God's not out here testing you for a pass or fail, but to prove, to examine, to approve. And that's why I want you to recognize this second point, the letter E. The test is to elevate. Let me just ask you a simple question. What happens at the closing weeks of ninth grade? Oh, you take tests? Why? To prove that you're ready to move on to 10th grade, right? And when you take those tests, is the teacher's motive to make you fail, to keep you back? No, it's not. And how do you know that it's not? Because the teacher has spent an entire school year, or at least an entire semester, preparing you to take that test, preparing you for that final exam, bit by bit, day by day, assignment by assignment, all working, repeating, memorizing, all to get you to pass the test at the end of the school year so that you can prove that you are ready to be elevated to the next level. So now that you got that image, that understanding, think about God. Think about the characteristics of God. Think about the attributes of God. He is love. He is kindness. He is compassion. He is patient. He is, well, let's just go here. He is Jesus. And what's one of the names Jesus is called while he walked on earth? Teacher. I kind of reached for that one, but the heart of a teacher is still the heart of a teacher. I really got to believe the only time a teacher truly has given up on a student, like doesn't fight for them at the final exam stage, doesn't do everything in their power to get the student elevated to the next level. I really believe that only happens when, when the student didn't put in any effort, any work all year, and even still, oftentimes when the student has given up on themselves, the teacher actually still fights for them. So, guess this really comes back to you and to me. Are you ready to take the test? How prepared do you feel? How well have you prepared for this test? Are you just expecting the teacher to pass you, to put you through to the next level just because of who you are? Do you have some extra privilege? Oh, you're a child of God, so you just expect him to just open all the doors to the next elevated level automatically? Think about that. That's not love. That's not setting you up for success. This test is necessary to elevate you. And hey, if you've been doing the work, if you've been following the plan, you are ready for the test. You are ready for the next level. Get your confidence up. Know that God has been preparing you all along for the elevation. It's just time to prove it. Okay, so the test can come to T, tempt, to E, elevate. And now the S. The test is to settle. To settle. This point I went back and forth on, choosing a word, listening for the Lord. I wanted to use the word refine, but OVS, that wouldn't go with the acronym. But to settle does. And as I looked more into this word, it's exactly what I was trying to convey and what the Lord has conveyed to me. This test you're facing, this test you're in the middle of, it's to settle you. There's so much swirling around. You've got so many balls in the air. It's time to be settled. Things seem so shaken up, so all over the place. Your finances are here and there and everywhere, paying for storage units, paying for subscriptions you don't use, paying for other people's desires, paying for that monthly spa membership. Oh, and let's not mention the cash you're just taking out and spending on who knows what. It's time to settle. This financial test, it's time to settle. Get your ducks in a row. Sit down and write it out. Sit down and budget, plan, steward well what the Lord has given you. It's time to settle. Your day job, plus your side hustle, plus your family responsibilities, plus the dogs, plus the dreams you're still dreaming, plus your friends' dreams you're supporting, plus the ideas that are waking you up at night so you have a notebook but feel like you can't check anything off because it's like spaghetti up in your mind. It's time to settle. Now, settling doesn't mean like 
settling. <laughs> like how we use the term in a relationship sometimes. Like, oh, don't settle. Don't give up on your desires. But more importantly, don't give up on what God says you deserve and need. Don't settle in that way. Settle in the way of refinement. In a way of, I like this definition of settle, to move or adjust so that it rests securely. Oh, and this one. Think of sediment. Think of like when you shake something up. Check out this definition of settle. To sink slowly to form sediment and become clear or still through the process. Yo, this test, all those things floating around, feeling all shaken up, it's time to settle and become clear and still through the process. The wild thing about tests is that we sometimes have to experience the chaos of the test in order to go through the process to receive the result. If you've been willy-nilly with your finances and you know, and the Lord knows, you could be a better steward in that area of your life, guess what? Without a test, you may never take the time to create the discipline to achieve that. Why? Because you don't need to. See, that's the thing. We often don't recognize areas of improvement without a test. We often don't even think about it without a test. Be honest here. You know someone, maybe even in your own family, maybe it's you who's not living the healthiest of lifestyles. Work has you stressed out and that has spiraled to drive through lunches and dinner because you just can't even think through what to prepare or put the energy in to cook. And I'm not faulting you for that. But this high blood pressure, this pre-diabetes, this knee and ankle pain, this might be your test, your wake-up call. You're not too far gone, but will you take and pass this test? How will you pass it? You already know it's time to settle down. It's time to settle in. It's time to settle your mind, settle your emotions, settle your schedule, and focus on you. When everything is shaken up, nothing is settled. So the creek that I walk along in Canada in the summers and spring and just when it's not too cold, there's always people in there panning for gold. And one day I'm going to like rent the equipment and do it myself. I keep telling myself that. Anyway, one day last summer, I asked a man as he was climbing up the bank if he really found gold in there. He stopped and handed me the little vial of what looked like just plain creek water to me at first. He told me to shake it up and I could see the gold. As I shook it up, I could see the gold, dirt, probably some paramecium's if I had a microscope. Y'all remember paramecium? See, there's proof right there that you don't forget everything that you learn in school. But I could see it all floating around in this little test tube looking container. Was there gold in there? Yeah, there was. There was real gold in there. But the gold couldn't be extracted or be exchanged for the value it held until it settled. There was too much other stuff floating with it. It had to be shaken up, spun around, settled, then extracted, then maybe even refined further. I hope y'all are understanding this. This test you're facing, it might be to settle you. To settle you so that you can recognize the value. To settle you so that you can experience the peace. To settle you so that you can rest securely. Remember, God does test us. And when he does, he tests us as God. And remember who God is. God is love. God is kind. God is patient. God is merciful. God is peace, security, safety. Is this test to settle you? Okay, last one. Remember, we are spelling the word test. This test may be to tempt, to elevate, to settle, and finally, another T, this test is to trust. I've laid out some legit characteristics of God, some attributes of God in this episode. When I say God, I'm trying for myself not to just picture some giant figure on a throne above the clouds. I'm really trying to picture love, mercy, grace, kindness, patience, peace, strength. Like I'm trying to remember and picture all those things when I say God. So trust. 
This might be a test to trust. You know what a trust fall is? If that's not a test, a test of trust, but also a test of relationship, you're really about to stand up on a table or something and completely free fall backward. That's the key here, backward. Go forward and you end up on YouTube. But you're going to close your eyes and free fall backward, fully trusting that the person or people behind you will catch you and not let you hit the ground. And here's the wild thing about it. Oftentimes, once you've done it once, if you put that same person or people behind you, no problem. You'll climb right back up there and do it again. Well, do you trust God? Let me ask again. Do you trust God really? Do you trust God with that? Do you trust God with that really? I had to ask that a couple different ways because that's how I have to keep asking myself when I'm feeling tested, when I'm feeling like it's all going to fail, when I'm feeling the overwhelm or the fear of failure or the fear of defeat or the emotions of just everything. Do I trust God? Do I trust God really? Do I trust God with this? Do I trust God with this really? Let me ask a strange question. Has God ever failed? Has God ever not passed a test? In his own power, in his own might, has God ever failed? No, he hasn't. And that right there should, should give me all the trust in the world in him. See, sometimes the test is to trust. I know I can't pass this test on my own. And well, that right there is the point. Trust God. Here's where I want to give you some action to take, though. It's time to stop silently trusting God. And when I say this, I don't mean you have to go shout it from the rooftops. I mean, stop being silent between you and him. Talk to him. If you can't tell him that you trust him with this situation yet, simply ask him to come in and be part of it. Ask him to see it the way you see it. Ask him to recognize your feelings. Eventually ask him for his guidance. Ask him for the test to be taken away even. And eventually again, ask him to stand behind you and catch you as you let go, close your eyes, and fall back into his arms. The trust fall. He will catch you. He has caught me plenty of times. And here's the real honesty. I trust God. We have a proven track record of him catching me in that trust fall. And even still... When the table I'm falling back off is higher than the last, I still get nervous. Yet he catches me. And the next time I feel even higher and I'm nervous, I trust him to catch me, but the height of it feels different. Yet when I fall back, he catches me. And the next time it's even higher. I know he has caught me every single time. I do trust him, but this time is different. This test is higher. This test is scarier. This test has more on the line. But I've tried so many times to do it on my own. You may think when I pray and ask God to help, to take something, to catch me, to help me trust him, you may think it always sounds so pretty and calm, like instrumental worship music in the background. No, many times I feel like I'm up on a really high platform. I'm yelling to God, are you sure? You promise you'll catch me, right? But are you really sure? I'm scared. It's too high this time. It's too heavy this time. What if I fail? I don't want to get hurt. And what's even more wild is that God isn't always, at least in my life, He's not always standing there below me saying, just fall back. I got you. You can do it. I'm here. I won't let you fall. You can do it. Come on, Kayla. I'm here. I'll catch you. I'll carry you. I won't let you fall. Trust me. I don't always hear that. What I do hear sometimes is, you really think he'll catch you? You do know this is higher than the last time, right? You got yourself into this mess. Why would he catch you now? You're never going to make it. You're not going to be good enough. Even if God does catch you, clearly this level was too high for you. You couldn't do it by yourself. You suck. You failed. You'll never get here again. Quitter. Wow. Y'all, those thoughts, the enemy doesn't play. 
Even as I was writing and preparing those, man, I have those thoughts. A reminder to grab that free Get Unstuck guide I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go look at it today and remind myself of the truth, the enemy, and those thoughts he's been putting in my head. I'm going to take those thoughts captive, put them in the headlock, and make them submit to the truth of God's word. And the truth is, I can trust him. He will catch me every single time he will catch me. I got to close this one out, but one last thing. The test may be to tempt, to elevate, to settle, or to trust. Trust God. And also know, this test may be designed to help you trust yourself. You were chosen for this. Right here, right now, you were chosen for this. Trust yourself. If you've put in the work, trust yourself. If God has put you in that room, trust yourself. If you recognize that you're set apart, you're different, but you know it's God, trust yourself. And if you're standing on him as your firm foundation, trust yourself. Tests are part of life here on earth. Tests are used to prove, to examine, to approve. So don't run from the test. Recognize the reason for the test. Is this test to tempt, to elevate, to settle, or to trust? And then confidently, with God, take the test. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.